Hey guys, you're here. I'm here. I'm pleased. You know I love the company. Shout out to everybody for being here. This is me, Danny, and you're listening to the Just Saying Podcast. Y'all are going to have to work with me this week, child. Ooh, when I tell you tired. So I agreed to go to this, to chaperone this youth conference this week. And we left Friday night, about midnight. And we arrived to where we are at about 12 o'clock noon. We rode the bus. So... We had been traveling for like 12 hours. It took another two and a half hours for us to be able to get to our rooms. And when I tell you we've been running ever since, Lord be your strength because it ain't over yet. <laughs> I'm still here. And I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to think that I'm having a bad time because I am not. However, <clears throat> anybody who knows anything about working with the youth, you know that like sleep is not um, one of the things that is very readily available to you. Now we do have some free times, but by the time you get back to your room and try to start to get a little bit settled, it's again time to see some of the kids. So luckily I have been able to find some space to, um, you know, carve out a moment for myself you understand i'm doing that (laughs) a little sleep so work with me people because i am trying my best now as i said this weekend this this conference is going to go well into the week um but the weekend was really really cool we did a lot of cool things you get to learn people on different levels we are in the south so it is really hot here this week and I am a northern girl, um, raised. I was born in the south, but they drug me up out of here and took me up to the north. And although I'm not a fan of the snow, a 90 degree high humidity day is also not a friend of mine either. So when I tell you I walk out of the rooms and into that heat and I'm like, oh. Jeez, but luckily there is um, ice cream, so and it's delicious. So I've had some ice cream this weekend. I had some good conversations this weekend, and um, anytime you get to go to um, any kind of conference or retreat or any of those type of things, whether or not you plan to, you do also get to learn about yourself. So was I doing any high energy things? No. But is there a lesson learned for myself? Yep, absolutely. And shout out to the parents who trusted me to chaperone their children. Um, Hopefully they are learning lots and lots to bring back to you. They seem to be having a great time. And um, any parents who ever have any apprehension about sending their children to these said conferences, I will say that there's some things to learn. They have some things to learn. These people are are um, run, running very well. I will not say what it is that I'm doing. I don't want to say where I am um, because, you know, the, one, they are not a sponsor. <laughs> and two, I don't believe that this is the time and place for such a thing. But 
Shout out to this program. They do it every year, and I've sent two of my children four times. Um, over uh, four, they've gone. One went once, and the other one I think went three times. So, I've I've sent my children numerous times. This program has gotten a lot of money out of me, but I appreciate it, and they seem to be renewed when they come back. So I don't know what your weekend looked like, but hopefully it wasn't as hot as my weekend because my weekend, when I tell you, I have not drank as much water. I mean, I think I just talked about this last week where I'm just like, what it tastes like though. And let me tell you, it don't taste any better. But if I don't, I know I'm going to fall out out in these uh, streets. So the internet, <laughs> the internet don't look as good when you're dizzy. So I have definitely been drinking a lot of water and um the other you know the drinks with the electrolytes in them nothing not the carbonated stuff but just like you know the aids you know i'm not gonna say what they are because we ain't get no um sponsorship from them either but i have been drinking those uh beverages that are watery with some electrolytes in them Hopefully, like I said, you have not been in such heat, and I'm expecting that you guys have done something for yourselves this weekend. Let's get into the show. All right, let's talk about a little bit of black excellence today. First up is Serena Williams, who is on the Wheaties box this week or yesterday, I believe. Um, she um, shares the box with uh, Althea Gibson, who was the first black woman on the box. She also was a tennis player. You know, um, Serena started playing tennis when she was about three, but she became professional at the age of 14. That's when she was playing a lot beside her sister Venus. And um, Serena won her first Grand Slam match in 1988. She has gone on to do amazing things. And getting the Wheaties box still is um, an accomplishment for athletes. So, shout out to Serena. Somebody pick up a box of Wheaties. I don't eat milk, but I'll taste some dry. So, one of the big things out here in these streets this weekend was the BET Awards. And because of <laughs> my um, current space of needing to sleep and um, not readily not having a television readily available to me I was not really able to watch the awards in its entirety but of course you know I jumped up on those internet streets and I started looking for clips I found out that Mary J Blige won or did she I don't think she won but she received the Lifetime Achievement Award Mary J Blige came out in 1992 y'all with the What's the 411 album. And on that album, she had, you know, What's the 411. She also had that um, You Remind Me. She had Real Love. She had Reminisce. No, love Without No Limits. Like, said, I'm loving you. Loving you every day. Don't listen to me because I don't got to sing. But Mary J. Blige been out here for a minute. And so she... Um, received the award and she gave this wonderful speech uh that i just thought was you know dope but let me just give you a real quick 
clip of what she said. She said, although I am a leader, a queen, a living legend, although I'm all of these things, I'm a servant as well, and I'm here to serve. Being a servant is not always glamorous or popular, but it's the job and the assignment that I was given. In order to be in authority, I had to learn how to come under authority. When the glory is placed on me, I give it back to God. This journey has always been bigger than me. And I think that that's dope because a lot of times when people, you know, want to be leaders, they don't understand that at some point you got to follow somebody and because you have to learn. And also that you have to be willing to still serve people like you in your leadership. You still have to understand that there are people who need to be served by you. And so I, I, I think that it was a really awesome lesson that we learned from Mary J. Blige real quick. Cause, you know, like you can get a lesson from anywhere, like everywhere you go, people are ready to entertain you. But at the same time, they are ready to teach you something and you need to be open to not you we all need to be open to learning more and more every single day uh well right after mary j blige gave her speech she ran off to do like a mini little concert because child who else was going to do the mary j blige um tribute you know like I don't know. The only other person I would think that, that I would, like, let jump out there right quick, I guess, is is uh, Keisha Cole to do, like, a Mary J. Blige. I don't know. I can't think of people. I'm sure there are people, so don't jump down my throat. But, like, who would be the people? Because I don't want Fantasia and, and Marsha Ambrosia and Lettucey, who are the, um, they're, like, the tribute queens. I didn't want any of the three of them to do these songs. So, um, maybe, like... Faith Evans could have came out and did a song, something like that. But I don't know. Mary J. Blige did her own. She came out in, like, all this all white. She just kept changing. But every time she was changing, it was still in all this all white. So she did songs like um, My Life, You Remind Me. Of course she did I'm Going Down. And as soon as she was like, time on my hands, the crowd took over. And it was like Mary J. Blige didn't even have to sing the song. Everybody was singing it for her. And I was like, that's good because she seemed like she was a little winded. I don't know. But um, it was so cool. Then she did um, I Can Love You. And, of course, Lil' Kim came out and did her um, rap from that song. And I was like, what? watching it on youtube you guys <laughs> so i was just like out of, in my room um here in this facility and i'm like ah what are you talking about mary okay i see you and then one of my favorites came well well no they mary j blige was with little kim after my favorite song but one of my ma- favorite mary j blige songs is that like sweet morning dew i took one look at you and it was plain to see you were my destiny come on now the messy man came out there like shorty i'm there i was like what and messy man swear yo how he keep getting cuter how Anybody want to know? Whatever he drinking must be the same thing Lorenz Tate is drinking. Because, like, I don't understand how these dudes are just looking cuter and cuter every day. And I'm like, look at me. I mean, hashtag she cute, though. But still, like, why? What are they drinking? Can I have some without water? I bet you their water tastes delicious. I bet you it does. They probably drinking, like, core water every day. But I don't know. (laughs) um, But, yeah, so... The tribute was done. I think Mary J. Blige did a great 
job. Of course, she got into the Mary Bop that everybody know. And um, it, it just hyped a bunch of people up. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. So shout out to her. Um, one quick step I want to just throw in there is, uh, did you guys see Lizzo? Because, like, she was killing it. Uh, she gave life to that whole stage for the songs that she did. I thought it was amazing. One song was her looking like the, um, uh, what is that with, with uh, Whoopi Goldberg and the kids? I did. <laughs> well, I can't think of it, but you guys know the mute, the sound, the the movie with with the with the nuns and Sister Act. Child, thank you, Sister Act, Sister Act. They did like that Sister Act scene at the end where all the kids sang and they took off the robes and whatnot. She did that. That um, song was for her song Juice, which if you don't know it, check out Lizzo, L I Z Z O. But then she also did Truth Hurts, and she was had all these plus size dancers on this wedding cake and they all were in their white and she came out and she just took off her veil and then she took off her dress and she had on like this white bustier uh body piece and she was up there dancing and i was like get it girl get it one time for the big girls get it two time for the big girls right and so she was getting it check those out too um on on the internet you can pull it up on many sites now i'm sure because it's been playing in this bet so i'm 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 pretty sure it has rotated on the schedule all week but think about my mother sit down sit down sit down sit down <laughs> i couldn't help but think about my mother i remember being a kid about five years old she would take me to the projects with her when she played cards on friday nights with a bunch of women now, these women didn't have more than a 12th grade education, but they were smart black women. They were powerful black women. They had great stories to tell. And I was a five-year-old kid sitting there on the floor playing with my matchbox cars, listening to them talk about their men, their relationships, and their pains. And when one of them would get really sad, another woman would come in and make a joke, and they'd all start laughing. I didn't know I was in a master class for my life. I would get home, and my father would be beating my mother and doing all kinds of things and saying all kinds of stuff to her, and he would leave the room. And I'd walk in and I'd imitate one of those women and she would start laughing. There was a power in that that I didn't really get until I got older. I remember being about 11, 12 years old on my way to my new school and I got to this uh, intersection. I had to walk past pimps, prostitutes, walk through, literally walk through a graveyard, get to this intersection, six lane intersection. And there was a man standing there saying, will someone help me cross? Will someone help me cross? And there were all these people that kept passing by him and passing by him. I said, I'll help you cross. So he told me he was going to my school and he was going to sell candy there. That's how he made his living. So I helped him cross the street to get there. We became good friends. His name was Mr. Butler. That moment reminded me of my mother bringing her out of, laugh, out of pain into laughter to help her cross. My first 10 movies were all about her subconsciously wanting her to know that she was worthy, wanting black women to know you're worthy, you're special, you're powerful, you're amazing. All of that was about helping across. When I started hiring people like Taraji and Viola Davis and Idris Elba, they couldn't get jobs in this town, but God blessed me to be in a position to be able to hire them. I was trying to help somebody cross. I built my studio, I built it in a neighborhood that is one of the poorest black neighborhoods in Atlanta so that young black kids can see that a black man did that and they can do it too. I was trying to help somebody cross. That studio was once a Confederate army base and I want you to hear this. 
which meant that there was Confederate soldiers on that base plotting and planning on how to keep 3.9 million Negroes enslaved. Now that land is owned by one Negro. So that Tyler Perry speech was pretty dope, right? Um, just listening to how Tyler Perry got to start doing the Medeas, uh, I think was awesome because a lot of times, you know, we take Tyler Perry for a joke. And I have to admit, there are a lot of Tyler Perry movies that I am not a fan of. I am, however, a fan of his commitment to entertaining a community who a lot of times are left out. And more amazing than even that is the fact that Tyler Perry does own his own studios. So he can hire those black actors and actresses who are not being given roles in the quote-unquote regular filming community. There is this thing now where everybody is talking about like owning their stuff and like being an entrepreneur and you know, wanting to work for themselves. And the dedication that that takes is far beyond what a lot of people, I think, even understand. Like, even with me doing this podcast, to be able to do that, there has to be a dedication and a consistency that you can't, that you have to stop doing other things. Like, for instance, I'm here at this conference, but if I want to be dedicated and consistent, I had to remember to pack my equipment. I had to remember to, you know, like secure that stuff. And then I still had to be dedicated to making sure this thing came out today. Because trust me, y'all, when I tell you I'm tired, the sister is tired, okay? But, like, you have to push past that if you want to get to, like, the next level. And I definitely want to get to the next level. Level. I want to be able to speak to people on stages and um, in books and things. And I can't do those things if what I want to do is try to lay it on down and go to sleep all the time. Like there's a, there's a time and a place where that cannot happen for me either. And so me thinking about the level in which I am and then understanding that the, the people who are over me at the places that I would like to get to, I had to understand like you the the time that you have to carve out to do your things and not, you know, want to be like hanging with the it crowd on the level where, where I am is a, a dedication that a lot of people don't want to do. Like even here at this conference, there are a group of people who are teaching children drama. Um, that's, um, they're t- teaching mime, dance, music, uh, acting, and I, oh, and then they're also teaching children like stage crew. 
that group of people comes here to this conference every year for like the past I believe four years and I don't know how they like they they give up their whole entire time like they, they don't witness much of the other aspects of what's going on in the conference because they are you know teaching but the dedication that it would take for them to prepare what the theme of what they're going to teach who's going to teach which aspect of it what songs what movement what outfits will people wear that's a lot of dedication. That means that there are a lot of, no, girl, I can't meet you for lunches. And, um, no, I can't hit that basketball gym with you. And, you know, uh, I can't go to that movie. I'd love to see it, but I just can't, you know, make it to that. There's a lot of that that is happening. And that's a dedication and commitment. Now, because they have that kind of dedication and commitment, they have been able to go to Africa. They have been able to go to um, other countries off of their dedication and people noticing their hard work. This pro, this this group is called uh, the No More Project. Look them up um, online. They're, they're in these internet streets um, and you can find them. But I believe that there is a, you know, a, a, a time and a place and a way to be dedicated to yourself that you can uh, achieve more than what you want. You know, Tyler Perry was talking about how they were doing that whole Oscar So White a couple years ago, and he was saying, you know, I'm not worried about the Oscar So White because I'm building my own table, which means that once I make my own table, I don't got to worry about getting a seat at yours because I got many seats here, and I'll just bring people over here and sit with me, and we will make decisions that we would like to make, you know? And I have been now believing in myself more to say, like, let me find my table because I don't want to be knocking on doors at tables that I don't fit in, and... You know, they say a lot of times that if you don't have your own dream, somebody will hire you to advance theirs. And is everybody in a place to have their own business or have their own, um, you know, projects to open? No. And do we all need somebody who would assist us? Yes. But I would, I would believe, I would like to believe anyway, that it would be better that you are working in a in a place that feeds your energy joy more than you are that's just like it's a check you know because I get a little bit sad when I see people just saying I'm chasing the bag I'm chasing the bag I'm chasing the bag because the bag does not bring your happiness and we all know money don't bring your happiness and so if you spend all your time chasing the bag how then will you ever find your joy and because that's you know the place that you want to get to at all times now the joy may not pay you because, uh, like, I ain't making no money right now. <laughs> but the, even though the joy isn't paying you, it will pay you in spirit and it will give you time and the energy to, to, to get the bag, quote-unquote, um, more often and easier because it doesn't feel like work. You know what I mean? A lot of us are doing jobs in places, we are working in places that... In the city we're in, it seems like it's decent money, but we don't really want to do that thing. Like, I, I can tell you for sure, my job, which I'm currently at and I ain't at, like, it's this weird space right now, but it's not a job that, if I had to write down my dreams, would it be, would I say that this is my job? Absolutely not, but there are times and spaces carved out that allow me to 
look for and do the things that make make and bring me joy and so you know if those things don't happen chasing that bag don't really mean nothing because there's a lot of people who have a lot of money who are abused who get abused who are abusive and that money ain't helping in none of those situations you know and a lot of you know a lot of us we admit that when we realize that there's like women out here who like get in the bag from like an ex-husband or something like a famous ex-husband we don't even feel like they deserve the thing so like chasing the bag ain't always the best route it's more about you know looking for what makes you joyous and <laughs> joyous who what makes you happy and what brings you joy and how do you find ways to how do you find ways to figure out how to work those into your weeks more often than just going to work because even you we all have to admit that if it's just like oh i'm just going like hang out with my friends that brings me joy on the weekend you got so many errands to run because you've been dog tired from working at this job that you ain't even happy at and they got you doing all the stuff that you don't want to do and ah that you know, the weekend ain't as joyous because that's why everybody be like, it's already Sunday night. I feel like I missed the weekend because you're tired from working somebody else's dream. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying everybody quit their job today. Please don't because I don't know where your money coming from real quick. But planning and deliberately finding joy is, is uh, a better plan than just being like, let's see what the weekend brings, you know? So while I was at, while I was, as I am at this conference that I am at, um, I was, we, we had a session the other day that was about the discipline and the pursuit of less because the guy was talking just about how, you know, we do so much. We just want to say so much and add so much and all these things that we forget, you know, how to be to say and do less because you don't have to fill your calendar up with all these things that you say you want to do you just got to do the ones that are going for the goal that you are going for whether it is the goal of you know achievement which is what Tyler Perry was talking about and his goal was you know for me I was I was reading it as a consistency and a deliberate um purpose which was to serve black people and to um not just serve them, but to encourage them to be what they wanted to be in the fields in which they wanted to be them. You know what I mean? Um, and so also with Mary J. Blige, and it was just like, you know, like I do all these things, but I also have to understand that I still need to serve people. Like everybody has me up on this pedestal with all these names of the diva and the queen and, you know, all of that. But I've been put in this position to understand that I need to serve people, which was what Tyler Perry was saying. He had put, been put in this position to be able to serve people. And, you know, you can't do those things if you are so busy trying to, like, chase the bag or if you're so busy trying to, you know, like, just be seen you know just like ah oh, look at me out here making money look at me out here like wearing these labels and look at me like that's not what you get from them I really don't feel like I ever see Mary J Blige really just like boasting about like the clothes she wears and the tags and all those things like I think for me that's something that I hardly ever see but 
they are people who you feel like um they're people who you feel like you know have joy in the career in which they the the path in which they have taken and there are lots of things that they could not do you know like Mary J Blige at some point she was even you know like we all know about the marriage we all know about that marriage that broke up but she had to sacrifice you know some music time to take care of this situ this divorce situation because that wasn't bringing joy to her life and you know I'm sure that it was not helping with her music career now of course we all know Mary J Blige could sing you a song about sadness and heartache you know, broken heart again, another lesson learned. Gotta know your friends or else you will get burned. Like, that's, a, for me, no more pain. Like, ah, every time I feel like it. And I don't have a bunch of friends that break my heart. But I've been in that space where you just don't want that thing. But Mary J. Blige had to to take she had to live some life that wasn't so joyous and i think she got to a point where it was like listen i need to find the joy in my life and you it's not helping okay so you got to go for me that was important because i needed you know i needed to see example so for me i felt like that was her serving me the understanding that you have to let go of some things to find your joy uh, we learn those lessons with lots of celebrities as far as like breakups and things like that. But I'm sure there's people in your community, wherever you are, who are doing things that help them to find their joy. And we may sometimes believe that we are not at places where we have the ability to do that. But we all are. The thing is, is we don't know what things we're willing to lose to step out of what we're doing to go towards the things we want you understand like you have to if you want to find your joy you have to go outside of what you're doing because if your joy isn't where you are you have to let go of something so what are you willing to lose to get to where your joy is at like, I had to realize I, I really did need to lose some things. This week it was I need to let some of the sleep go that I really wanted to have because, you know, I'm tired. <laughs> but every time, I promise you, every time I, I plug up all this, the equipment and I get ready to start taking my notes and all any of that stuff, when I get to those places, it does bring me joy because I can promise you, I was slugging. Even if I think at the beginning of this, you could hear how much I was just dragging, but this space creates joy for me. And knowing that you guys apparently are listening, <laughs> thank you, shout out to you, and the fact that you are, I, I'm hoping that you're learning and growing with me, that brings me joy. Anytime that I can help people to see their lives in the ways of possibilities, brings me joy so you know what where what are you willing to give up what things are you willing to let go of and for some people it's like I have to give up this job to do this other thing um sometimes it's just like I just not maybe I don't have to give up working but I have to give up making as much because I need to 
you know, take a pay cut to allow time to do the thing that I want to do. For some people, it's, I can't go on them vacations, y'all, because I have to be around for whatever thing it is. Like, I have a friend who has this cook, cookie company. Shout out to Vaughn Chris Cookies. And, um, you know, he has to do to do um, festivals and fairs and things and not just him but anybody else who when you go to festivals and fairs is at a, like the food stands or a food truck those people are sacrificing their weekend to feed you when you come stand there and say give me uh, chicken on a stick or pita pocket or whatever you buy at the festivals people are sacrificing and so like I don't know if we learned that when we're there if a lot of us think about like how much time and preparation it took for them to prepare like they don't just get up and have enough stuff for a food truck for all day there's like preparation that goes into something like that so like they have to be willing to sacrifice their time um doing other things to be able to be there at those festivals for you um and i'm not saying in a bad way but you just like what are you willing to give up and then, you know, sometimes you have to say to people, like, I can't go to that movie because I really do need to sit in here and get the outline to this podcast together. Or I can't go to the dinner because I really need to use that $40 towards new equipment or, you know, whatever it is that you that, that would make you bring you joy. I don't know. Maybe it's, you can't use your $40 because you really want to go to a hair show because you want to, like, learn new techniques. You can't learn those new techniques if at the same time that hair show was going on, you decide you want to hang out with your girlfriends or your, you know, your guy friends to have some quote-unquote fun. Um, because you have to be willing to sacrifice something. So what is it that you have that you're willing to sacrifice to get you to your greatness, to find your joy, to help you to be the creative that you want to be? What are those things that you would need to give up? The other thing that I'd like to talk about just in this whole success aspect with the, you know, Mary J. Blige and with Tyler Perry that we learned this weekend is that, you know, some a lot of the things that we, we do we are not seen and understood immediately. Like, everybody doesn't have to know all of your moves and everybody doesn't like like as soon as you're making the moves they don't have to know them and everybody doesn't have to see everything that's being done and most of the time you know with success success listen i can't even say it y'all know i'm tired successful people we don't know a lot of what they do right but we live in this world where everything is like instagram likes and facebook likes and tweets and retweets and all of this you know I'm be out there on these internet streets, so I ain't trying to talk about them. But because we are in this world, a lot of times we think that everything is supposed to be immediate. This is my snap song. I got no soundboard, so y'all got to go with it. Hopefully you can hear it. <laughs> but you want to like right now, quick, fast, and in a hurry. And that can't happen for most of what you want to do. Your success will not be immediate. I mean, I don't know, unless you got like some celebrity friends that just going to tell their celebrity friends, that's going to tell their celebrity friends. I don't feel like you can do all of it, you know, with immediate attention to it. Because I've been doing this podcast for almost two years now. And, you know, you guys are here and I'm loving it. But that doesn't mean that it's spreading as fast as it could. 
you know, a lot of more people could be, you know, sharing it with their friends and sharing it on their social media, hint, hint. Uh, but people don't like to be the first one sometimes to share what, what they believe is good. They like to wait until the masses tell them that somebody is good or funny or um, deep or intellectual or their product is great before they jump on the bag web bandwagon and then they like to be like I've been listening to her for since she first started or I've been watching those videos since they first started I was you know I was going to send it to somebody but I thought that nobody watched it but me but nobody can watch it or know about it if you think that something is you know good and you think you're the only one listening to it like let or watching it or using it to let people know, because those companies are the companies that would, you know, the ones that need to grow. People who already have like a thousand, a million, 17 million followers, they don't need your help to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they don't need your help to, you know, push their brand. But the people who are lower down in the successful, you know, manner, they do. But the thing is, like, those things aren't going to come quick. So you have to be dedicated and consistent. You done already, like, gave up some stuff. And you so you might as well be dedicated and consistent to constantly doing it, even when there's nobody around that you think, you know, is noticing you. Um, because when I first started this, I think if anybody who is not, a, if you're one of my longtime listeners, you know, when I first started this, I would, I've said many times, I only had three listeners. Like <laughs> there was not people jumping on the bandwagon. And then it was just like, you got to keep doing it though. Like I'm going to talk to these three people. And my first three people were people that I knew. And I still was just like, I'm going to talk to them. And so I'm talking to many people and then many people came, you know, and I would like for more people to come. And But not that I don't appreciate you all. I love you guys, and I thank you so much for being here. But, you know, we, we want to share the message with more people. But the consistency is what will get you there. I already gave up some stuff, you know, so I might as well be consistent because the people who are here are here for me already, you know. And so I'm consistent for the people who are already here, and I would like for that consistency to and dedication to, you know, grow into something else but you have to like those things have to be ready you have to be ready for all the things that you want to do and you have to be dedicated and consistent again i know i'm saying those words a lot but but that is the like that's the truth and anything that you want to do you got to be dedicated and consistent now i know you might feel like i don't know if i could be like that but you do if you go to work every day you are dedicated and consistent to making sure you get that check every two weeks so you got to clock in there consistently every week to make sure that money show up you know, you have it inside of you. Maybe people just haven't told you that that's what that looks like. If you get up every day, I, I don't know what time. Some of y'all get up way too early for me, for my life. You know, I don't know, some of y'all getting up at like 5.30, get ready for work. And I'm just saying, like, if you are dedicated to get up at 5.30 in the morning so you get ready, so you can get in your car, and you can sit in, dra sit in traffic and talk to one of your girlfriends on the phone until you get to work or whatever, that's the dedication and the consistency. You know, because you want to get that check. You have it in you to do it. You just have to tap into those powers and find a way to make sure that that always happens for you. You know, guys, I just encourage you to, um, you know, look for what, what is it that you believe will make you joy? What What are some things that you can do outside of your 
every day, you know, work, unless your everyday work brings you joy. If that thing brings you joy, by all means, stay where you at, do what you doing, keep it popping. I see you out there shining. But for the other people who feel like there's something else they're supposed to be doing, you can do that thing. You just have to be dedicated and consistent. And yes, that will mean long nights. That could mean some empty pockets. That could mean that there's some fun you ain't going to be able to do for a while. But the joy in doing the thing that you want to do, you'll find it. You haven't been there yet, so you don't know that it really lives there. But I promise you that it does. Because when I'm doing these things and I'm doing now, I am definitely finding myself in a joyous a more joyous space than I was before I was doing any of these things that have to do with the podcast. Your girl had been out here walking these internet streets so hot and heavy that somebody decided to say, Hey child, come in out the sun and let's sit down and have a conversation. So I was like, sure, why not? Um a woman named Tracy who is the host of a podcast entitled Melanated Mom, invited me on to have a conversation with her. Her podcast is mostly about, you know, just being a, a mom to young children, and she wanted to have a conversation with me as because I'm the mom to young adults. And we had a, a, a good conversation. It was, it was funny. It was, you know, educational. She learned some things from me. I learned some things from her. Shout out to Tracy. You guys go ahead on over and check me out over there. If you have seen, heard me over there already, shoot me a, sh- a message in the DMs. Let me know what you thought of the recording. If not, check that out. But, you know, after you're finished listening over here, give her a little bit of love too. Yes, you know it. I did watch Ayanla and I watched um, the Red Table Talk. If you want to know what I felt about either one of those shows, you got to go head over to the Patreon page, which is patreon.com backslash IJS underscore one seven. That'll be in the show notes. It always is. And <laughs> you can find me over there. It's five dollars a month to listen to the extra podcast. It's not five dollars an extra episode. It's just five dollars a month. I do not get your information. I just get your money. And it is, you know, the year to play to pay the black woman. So I'm black woman. I just want to pay me. Um, that also goes towards the um, enhancement of the show. It goes towards, you know, being able to go to some conferences and things. So, you know, it's not just sitting in the pocket so I can get some ice cream because I'm getting free ice cream right where I'm at today. <laughs> but check out the Patreon page, guys. I really would appreciate it. All right, we did another episode. Check out that BT Awards. They had a lot of performances this year i heard that there were a lot of the categories that got knocked out so they can't performances but hey we want to know what people doing we want to know what kind of show they putting on so i guess that's a good thing also don't forget red table talks and i only fix my life because you know those things give us lessons every week don't forget to find me out there in those internet streets. My Instagram go heavy. My Twitter goes a little hard. And, you know, Facebook, she in there. <laughs> but I am out there looking for things to talk to you about each and every week. And don't forget, guys, you don't have to take anything I say as fact after all. I'm just saying. <laughs>